I'm back. I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. It's your boy J.R. Lee, and I'm back for another episode of the Fly on the Wall Show. This is the sixth episode of the Fly on the Wall Show, season two, and it's about to be an amazing conversation, man. I'm, I'm, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go this episode, y'all boys. Hey, Ari, how you doing? Send me a request. I can get you on here. She's early, too, man. I love that. She's early. I love that. You can just hope. There it is. Hi. Hey. hey, how are you doing, Ari? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for asking me to be on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just want to welcome you to season two, episode six of the Fly on the Wall show. And you're my special guest for, for today. Congratulations on season two. That's uh, thank big. You. Thank <laughs> you so much. I really appreciate it. It's exciting. I almost, I almost didn't do it, right? <laughs> so for the people that don't know, you are a business coach, marketing coach, a genius, you know, just to say the least. <laughs> right? And so, you know, give, can you give a little introduction of who you are and what it is that you do, Ari? Yeah, so my name's Ari Hale, and I'm a business and marketing coach, and I work with mostly freelancers, consultants, and coaches to help them hit 10 figures, not 10 figures, I wish, <laughs> 10K a month or more Ooh. in their business, <laughs> 10, 10 figures in like two, three years, <laughs> so yeah, that's what I do. Nah, that's amazing, and so, okay, not 10 figures, but $10,000 a month consistently, and so, yeah. you know. For some people, 10000 a month sounds like a lot of money, especially if you're working like a nine to five or an hourly job where you don't see that type of money, right? Yeah. So, I'm, shit, I, I would take it. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never turning down 10000 a month. <laughs> right? Wow. So do you, do you like remember the first time you made $10,000 a month? Like, how did you feel? Ooh, do I remember the first time? Yeah, I think it's probably I made, so long ago. <laughs> yeah, it's a little while ago. I because I'm in I'm in this year. This October will be my seventh year of business. Yes, ma'am. And so my business has changed and evolved as far as like my offerings and stuff. But like I've been doing this for a little while now, right. and so I think the first time I hit 10k was maybe uh, I want to say it has to be sometime in like 2016 or 2017, probably 2016. And I was uh, doing freelance project management. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, no, well, congratulations for being in business so long. So, <laughs> so you used to be a freelancer yourself, so you were doing project on uh, project managing. Like, what does that consist of? You are basically like a glorified babysitter, and you're like <laughs> collecting information, telling people what to do, making sure things get done on time. And if they're not getting done on time, like letting your client know, getting like your team in order, it's lots of phone calls, lots of like clicking things on the computer. It's not complicated, but um, it can be a little tedious. I would say it's not the easiest to check or bad. <laughs> so it sounds like a lot of micromanaging kind of? Not my style. Um, you know, I, I feel like I... I'm more so I was more of an adaptive project manager and okay. so instead of trying to force I quickly learned that like I can't come onto a team and like tell people what to do 
So I quickly realized like, all right, let me just like get friendly with everybody and figure out how they like to work, create my shit around that. And then right. just like, all right, look, I'll keep the client off your back, but like, no matter what, we got to hit these due uh, deadlines, you know? So I'm going to check in. I'm not going to micromanage you and be up your ass. But like, if we're late or we're getting close and I haven't heard anything, then you're going to hear from me. And right. so, you know, I gave people freedom to do their job and it worked out pretty well. Nice, nice, nice. So you were doing that for a while, then you end up selling that business? So I didn't sell the business. I sold my clients and my client okay. list. Oh, okay. So um, that's the part that I sold. I didn't sell like the actual LLC because my name is attached okay. to my LLC as far as like the name, it's Hail Yeah Marketing. Okay. Um, but I sold, you know, the client list and my wait list, did the introductions. And then I kind of just like chilled for a year and tried to figure out what was next because you don't really see, at least I didn't see this, but I d you don't really see like what's next after yeah. you're in service and you're tired of it. You know, it's either like go the agency route, which I had no desire to do, Absolutely. or I was like, even to this day, I have no problem going back to get a job if I need to, you know? And so I was at this, you know, turning point where, all right, you got to go get a job because you can't live off your savings forever, or you got to make something else shake. And so I made something else shake. But like, again, like, if, if, if the terms were good enough, like, don't be surprised if you see like, I have a job. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's amazing. So what is it that you started? Like, what is so from there? What is it that you do now? I know you have this amazing program called Allergic to Hourly. Can you tell the people a little bit about what that is and how you provide value? Yeah. So to answer the first part of your question, um, once I started just experimenting and like dropping a lot of game on Twitter and like, Shop Twitter. yeah, what's up Twitter? <laughs> they don't like me anymore. But um, <laughs> when I first got started, I would just drop a lot of game on Twitter because I would see like, like the shit people are posting on here is like nothing like they're not telling people anything that can like help them get a result it's all bullshit or it's wrong sorry can i cuss on here you can do whatever you want man. okay it's your world because <laughs> like this like this is such bullshit or this is such bad business advice like who's telling like why are you telling these people this stuff so my whole game plan was you know what i'm just i'm just gonna each day post some like bomb ass content always help people get a result and not even ask for shit in return i'm gonna do that every single day i think i did it for like 30 days the first time then like my account just started taking off yeah. and then i did like the 30 days of lives where same thing but instead of like typing it out i just got on live gave people like answers and like ways to help them you know take some steps and then um you know from there i launched my project management course that did really well i launched a membership that did really well but i didn't like love them and so i pre-launched i pilot tested coaching one-on-one -on -one coaching and like it sold out right away so i was like all right let me just do like this group of people for three months and see how i like it and if i can help them get results did it, it was great. Did another round, took on more people, it sold out. I opened up more space in my calendar, sold out again. And I was like, wow. damn, You're good. I, love, <laughs> I love coaching, but like I'm on 30 to 40 hours of calls a week. Like I have a kid, my son's five now. I was like, like, 
you know, the money's nice and shit, but like, I don't want to be on the phone with like five to six people a day and then have to like continue to run my business. And so again, another turning point where it was like, all right, you got to figure something else out or you got to go get a job because this is like, this is crazy. So I stumbled upon my coach, Mariah Cause, and she teaches you how to like create a group coaching program that's scalable. Uh And so that's what Allergic to Hourly is. It's the group coaching program. And, you know, same message. We help you hit 10K plus months without working 10,000 hours a month. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're definitely going to get into that. But just, just to kind of piggyback to what you said earlier, you said you saw a lot of bad advice. What's an example of some bad advice that you saw to your face? What's some examples of some bad advice that you saw? You know, it's been a while since I've seen some bullshit because, like, I'm I don't follow people easily because I'm very big on like what you consume affects like your reality and what you're able to like manifest and produce. And so people think like, Oh, you're stuck up. You don't follow people back. But I'm like, most of the time, like y'all tweet about bullshit or negative stuff. And like, I don't, I don't, I'm laser focused. I don't want to see any of that. But, um, Oh gosh, I can't even remember like anything. Um, (laughs) Oh, okay. So like something new I'm seeing is like, everybody being encouraged to start a membership site right like mm. start a membership where i'm launching a membership and i'm like stop launching freaking memberships and i say this because i've helped start a membership subscription from zero to a million in a year and then i helped one scale from like multiple six figures to a million in two ish years the the owner had like a kid so you know it took a little while longer but the thing that I started to notice and like, I work with like the top of my industry, like digital marketing courses and coaches, like there was maybe one, one or two big people that I hadn't worked with. And it was just because I decided to leave the industry. Like that's where I was headed next, you know? Correct. And so I started and I had to be in their masterminds as well. So they pay like thirty, forty thousand $40,000 a year to be in like these business masterminds. So I got to go to a lot of shit, hear a lot of shit, and like see what's happening from these memberships. And a lot of people are deciding to close their memberships down or turn them into a group coaching program because there's no roadmap or structure for the memberships. Right. Newbies think like, oh, I'm just gonna like toss out a training each month, load it up, do a Q&A, and it's gonna be cool. And that works for like two, three months, and then you see a rapid decline, and then not only do you have to bring new people into the membership, but you have to make up for the people who canceled as well. Mm. So there's no roadmap. There's no structure. There's no, you know, I have a methodology for my, my program and there's like three phases we focus on to help you get to where you want to be. And then we kick you out after nine months, like time to get off the teeth and go like run your business and use what I showed you and taught you. Like it's no No more spoon feeding. So what, what happens with memberships is they become like digital downloads folders. And like, how many of y'all have just a bunch of shit in your downloads folder that you open once or never and then never saw it or used it again, you know? So that's something where I'm like, oh, it's like, it's all this like beginner ass shit. And like, they don't see the impacts of what they're doing and how things are going to end up in two to five years. They're just, you know, giving out all this bad advice. They really don't have the experience to back up what they're doing. And you'll see it a lot. I've never really changed. My offering has changed, but like the things, my expertise hasn't really changed. So I haven't gone from like physical products to 
wholesaling to stocks to this this and that my shit has always been like business marketing systems and automation like that's what i know but the way i deliver it has changed but that core message like if you see me <laughs> promoting or coming up with my own stock course like it's bad okay <laughs> it's really bad <laughs> so how how important is that like you know being consistent with your message it's very consistent it's very important to be consistent with your message because how are people going to know what to come to you for or refer you for? And so like I tell my students all the time, like you got to specialize at least with your marketing. You need to be known for one thing so that it's easy to remember what you do and refer you. So like business coach is vague for me. Right. right. But if you need somebody who want who, if you're a freelancer or consultant, if you need to hit 10K months, if you want to stop working hourly, if you want to get your systems or automations together, who do you think of? It's probably me. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And, like, I turn away people for e-com who do brick and mortar. If they're, like, a hairstylist and stuff, they're not doing anything on the digital service side. I turn them away because I'm not going to coach somebody and try to train them on shit I haven't done myself. You know, I'd rather uh, tell them, no, go check out my homie or here's some people that I heard of, you know, go check them out. So people get shocked at, like, I don't accept everybody. And it just, it would feel out of integrity. And, you know, my thing is, look, I've never asked anybody to like me, you know, to kiss my ass, none of that, to follow me, none of that shit. I don't care about that stuff. My biggest thing is, especially for, like, other Black people, is, like, a single stream of income is no longer enough. And like yeah. I say this all the time, not, last year, last year really showed us that these companies, this government, they don't give a shit, right? Don't give up. Yep. So you can't have all your eggs in one basket. That job isn't secure. Your your one side hustle isn't secure. You got to run it up in multiple lanes. And something that did survive the pandemic was service businesses, right? Like, Absolutely. can I hire you to come and do this for me? Yes. So, um. You know, that's all That's all I want people to do, especially other black folks. It's like, look, fuck if you like me. I don't give a shit. But, like, run up a bag and make sure your family is okay. Once your family's cool and y'all are in a good, you know, situation, then, like, extend that and create some impact with where you're from or where you live. Look out for one another. We don't have to like each other, but, you know, let's make sure, like, we're taking care of each other since no one else is. Absolutely. That's well said. So, like... So for someone making like $1,000 a month in their business and someone making $10,000, $20,000, in your opinion, what's the difference between those individuals? Probably Say it again. I would say mindset. Mindset. Yeah, because, you know, I don't know if you can relate to this. Like, I didn't, I didn't grow up down and out too bad, you know, but my mom had, she got pregnant at 18. She um, had me at 19. She's from Brazil, so, you know, she's a foreigner to this country, and, like, luckily, she met my stepdad, and, like, my stepdad is my guy. Like, that is my dad. And, my you know, guy. So, I watched them really work up from, like, us being, like, on food stamps and public assistance to, like, my parents now have a net worth of over a million, right? It's not liquid, but, like, their net worth. That's amazing. Yeah, million. that's amazing. Yeah. So, I literally got to see them, like, build together, work their ass off, have, there's three of us with, between my mom and my stepdad. And, like, you know, I just, and it was always instilled in us, like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're always going to have to work harder and be, like, ten times better to yep. even get the same consideration as somebody else who's less talented than you are. And so I forgot the damn question. 
a lot yeah. of people don't even know they're in fucking survival mode. Like for a mm-hmm. long time, I've been in survival mode. I'm like, you don't even you don't even know it, right? Mm-hmm. You don't even know you're just trying to you're just trying to make a dollar. And then, like you said, there's such thing as toxic positivity. Like you know, people just forcing positivity down your throat, and it's just like you know, I could be a very positive person, but then sometimes we're just like. I, I, I don't want to hear that shit. Like, what, what do I do? Like, how do I get from this level to the next level? A lot of that, like, woo-woo manifestation, positive thinking shit is really gaslighting to people of color and Black folks because it ignores that stuff. And, like, part of working on your mindset and, like, your spirituality, whatever you want to call it, is going to the dark thoughts and dealing with your yeah. shit. Dealing yeah. with your dark shit avoiding it and trying to like positive think yourself out of it is gonna fuck you up (laughs) you know so like the real work the real positive shit is like acknowledging that dark shit within you going there you know healing it working on it and then being able to like clear it and move on but like you know twitter got mad at me because i said like i don't believe in affirmation and i said that not to upset the people that they do work for but for the people who are like you know what i'm not really feeling this you know, yeah. it was for them to say, like, it's okay. There's other shit out there. And what I hate about the whole manifestation talk is that no one ever acknowledges. If you don't believe the words that you're repeating to yourself over and over, you're subconsciously reinforcing the negative little thoughts in the back of your head, right? Mm. So if you're saying out loud, I'm a money magnet, but in the back of your head, you're like, no, I'm not. Like, what the fuck yeah. is that mean? Like, I can't, I can't even, like, make five bucks. That, the shit in the back of your head, the little voice in your head is actually reaffirming that stuff, not the affirmation. But nobody talks about it, you know? So instead of like saying like shit you don't believe, you gotta tweak your affirmations to something that is is meeting you where you're at. Like I'm working right. on making more money. You know, I'm working towards making enough money that I need. That's true. Like most people can't digest that. Um, and you know, affirmations might not have worked for me because I feel like I might be a little bit, uh, I might be a little bit arrogant in a way about like what mm-hmm. I say I'm gonna do and accomplish. Like right. I've never had a doubt that I was gonna make money, that I was gonna be successful, you know, on top of my shit. Like it's not a question, and I've never worried about how it was gonna happen. You know, it's like one foot in front of the other, just get it done each day. Absolutely. When you're ready, the opportunity will present itself, but stay, stay ready, right? But like, it, if someone were to tell me like, you weren't going to hit 2 million this year, I'd be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so but you got you got to be like that though, because the moment, the moment you like, you, you, you slip, like you get, right, you get right, knocked right off your horse. Yeah, you know, I, and it's true. I might not hit that two mil this year, but like, I'll be damned if I don't try and do everything possible to get there. And I'd rather not hit two mil and get like way further than putting my goals too low. Cause I've done this myself also where I, I chose the safe goal and I hit it and I was like, damn, it really wasn't much effort to like go for the bigger goal. Had I shot for the bigger goal, I wouldn't have hit it, but I would have been way past this easy goal. Right. You know? Wow. Wow. So, well, thank you so much for that amazing answer, by the way. Very, <laughs> you drop, you're dropping a lot of gems. I just want to say you're great. You know, and so I just want to, <laughs> I just want to, you know, dive into something a little bit. Like, I remember the first time I hit $10,000 a month, it was like, oh, shit, I finally did it. But I didn't know what I did. And it was a few more months again, so I did it again. I'm like, oh, shit, I did it again. <laughs> and I did it again. And then I, but I, I still couldn't tell, I couldn't tell you how I did it, right? And so there's right. a lot of people who, 
may hit, you know, hit some targets, but they don't know how they did it. You know, like I'm the type of person. I'm just a, I'm just an executor. I, I'm like a workhorse. I'll go, 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 go. But it's just like if you ask me how I do it, I can't really tell you. I don't really have a method that I can rinse, wash, and repeat. How important is it to have like a system and a process in in line in your business? You know what? I'm gonna say like for your first couple of years, like it doesn't really super matter because you don't know what to systemize yet and what's actually yeah. working, you know? So like, it's an unpopular answer, but I feel like that's just the truth of it. You know, like when I first, my very first like freelance gig was as a virtual assistant and I was just doing random shit for people. <laughs> There's no way to really like, you know, systemize that outside of like how I take requests and deliver them, you know? And I feel like when people start creating systems, they get so rigid in their thinking and what like they can and can't do. So, you know, for my people who like don't really know what they want to do or they're not really working with clients, my advice to them is like, just say yes to everything that comes your way, fulfill the project and then assess afterwards. What did you enjoy? What didn't you enjoy? Take what you enjoyed and like move, move forward with that and then just stop saying yes to the parts that you didn't enjoy. And eventually you'll land on something that's like very niche and specialized in you know where you want to be it's all the best parts until you're sick of doing that but you know i feel like if you're gonna systemize anything in like your first three years of business yeah. you know systemize your marketing process and getting really good at sales and like getting clients you know i don't believe in business plans for your very first few years because it's like you're just guessing <laughs> you don't have any data so plan to market and plan to sell and plan to deliver. That's really it. And then once it gets so busy that like you have so many clients and like you, you hit this like, you hit this ceiling where it's like, I want to increase revenue, but I can't take on any more clients. Right. Then that's when you, I feel like you're like, all right, Beth, let me hire a coach or somebody to work with me to take a look at what I'm doing, figure out what to trim away, what to do more of, how to structure my pricing and packaging and show me a real live example how to scale what I'm doing but in the beginning it's like systemize what plan what like you know plan to work your ass off and just keep going until something works pretty much <laughs> absolutely you said something very interesting you know to bring it back a little bit you said something about you know for the first three years like no business plan and like to some people that's like probably like very like what the fuck is she saying like no business plan but you know if you go on Google, if you go on YouTube University that's or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you have to have a business plan. You have to buy your LLC. You have to do this and do this. But people don't know what the fuck they're going to be doing in the first place. Like, 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 I always, you know, always wondered, like, the people that went and did all these different things, but they still didn't even have a proof of concept. They didn't know what they were going to do. They never tried it out. Like, what's your thoughts on that? Man, I feel like there's a lot of bullshit out there but everybody learns one way or another right everybody comes to the same conclusion at some point so hopefully you stumble across somebody who's just going to keep it real to you and just give you the shortcut so like i think before you set up a business account before you set up an llc any of that go get your first client because go get your first client and go validate your offer and make sure that it's something somebody wants right, right. Like, that's what pay for it Right. If you can't get people on a wait list and then turn those leads into clients for what you're offering, wh what the fuck else can you doing? <laughs> there's, mm -hmm. there's no business. 
business without money in it. You know, it's just a hobby if you're not making money, which is fine. But like, let's call it what it is and be real about it. So, you know, like, I feel like that should be your first step is, can I validate this? Can I get somebody to say yes? All right, can I do it again? Can I do it again? After like five, six clients, then at that point, I'm like, all right, cool. With allergic to hourly, like, I and I'm, I'm very upfront, like when I'm doing beta testing or pilot testing, I'll tell them like, this is the outline, I'm going to deliver the content live, it's on, or do trainings these days, Q&As these days. But I spent damn near a year and a half giving out free game for free on Twitter. So I had that trust established with my audience already, I could do that, you know, right. but um, I don't build anything outside of like, welcome to the program until it validates. If it doesn't sell, then I haven't wasted any I'm building shit that nobody wants and nobody's paying me for, you know? Absolutely. But when they do pay me, I wanted like at least 10 people the first launch of Alert Hourly. We got 42. So I was like, fuck. You got something. <laughs> like, I gotta do this now and I got like 42 people to take care of. Let's see if this shit will really scale. I was tripping. I was like, holy right. oh, shit. But, you know, I had a good coach and like everything is great. And we have, I think, like 92 people in the program now. And it's still like, we're still small and lean. And it's like, even though there's that many people in the program, I still feel like we're like a tight knit family in there. Absolutely. So, allergic to hourly, how did you come? I mean, I can kind of, you know, guess what the name means. But in your own words, like, what does the name mean? What does it mean for you when you talk about allergic to hourly? So, it's when freelancers or consultants or coaches they are charging hourly so they're tracking their time mm. you know they're sending in a timesheet they have to justify their timesheet and they're just sick of it you know but they want to keep making money so they're like how do i how do i hit those 10k months when i can't take on any more clients and i have no time to do anything else and it's really just stop selling your time hourly and move to packages and retainers and to other you know options that you have I don't know how I came up with allergic to hourly um you know I'm not really I'm not a great writer and I'm not really good at naming things but I feel like when things are aligned and meant to be it just comes to me so like the name came to me and I was like damn this is it this is the name we're getting it trademarked also you know get off hourly and you know there's there's these other options you don't always have to like track your time and shit and send in a, in a time sheet and justify every little five minute increment to clients and stuff like we're off now let's move beyond that <laughs> you said you said you're not a great writer but i don't know man if we're if it's not you shout out to your copywriter because you know my <laughs> shout out to you, whoever your team is and your copywriter man because you know, my girlfriend, I, my girlfriend, Natalia, is the reason why, you know, I know who you are, right? She's been on your email list. And oh, I get, keep like, her. I get, keep her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, yeah, she's a keeper, right? She's definitely a keeper. Man, and it's just like, I see, I see this email name, Ari, Ari, pop up on my phone all the time. And I'm just, <laughs> I get lost in the copy. I'm like, damn, this is really good. I'm like, I'm like damn, this um, is good. <laughs> so I, I love being transparent about business and stuff. So, like, I have a copywriter. Her name is Sherelle Johnson. She's That's really, her. she's dope. She's really dope. She does my big stuff, like my webinar slides, my sales pages, anything that's, like, people need to read this and make a decision to move forward. She's got me there. We do calls and brainstorming sessions. Sherelle was a one-on-one -on -one client of mine, though, and she's a freelancer and a coach, so it was, like, perfect because she – 
she knows me she knows how I talk and like you know I I barely have to tell her anything now and then she has the experience with the client side of like wanting to work with me and the results and stuff that she got I think like last year we got her to like uh six figures annually and she quit her job and so now she does uh, yeah. copywriting part-time hanging out at home with her kid and her husband um, so she does those big pieces for me. And then for my emails, I'm very big on using templates to like help uh, get me started. So I love email templates, but I do a two-step process with it. I'll like, I'll copy it from the PDF, put it in a Google doc. And then there's like, there's sometimes there's ad libs. So you like plug in your story or what you want to say. Yeah. And then after that, I'll go through and do voice typing on Google docs and talk out the sentence. Like I would actually say it. Right, because right. the initial way it's written, it's like, I don't talk like that. <laughs> I'm not a little white lady from Australia. I don't talk like that, you know? So I'll I do that two-step process. And then also, like, a lot of the times I feel like I'm writing to myself when I first got started or, like, when I was a new mom and had to, like, you know, I took two weeks off after, you know, giving birth and it was, like, right back to work full-time. And, wow, like, yeah. I just ran myself into the ground because, again, like nobody was really nobody i had access to was talking about these things or teaching oh, them yeah. so it was a lot of like trial and error fucking things out. out for yourself yeah I've, I've i've always been a big investor in like my self-education it's what i always spend the most money on every year is book coaching and courses and i'm always like you know what i just want to learn one new thing one yeah. new thing from whatever I invest in. If I learn one new thing that I didn't know or that I could even share with a client, then I got my return on investment. And like having that attitude with the things that I've invested in or purchased, it always works out for me. It doesn't feel like, you know, it's a loss or anything because, all right, if I can't use it, a client can use it or I can share what I learned, you know, Absolutely. online, but through my, my lens and my experience. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And so for the people that want to get more information on your program, Allergic to Hourly, like how, you know, I know, by the way, I was on your website today. Like I was big up to the copy again. I was just getting lost in the flow of the copy. I was just going down. I was just like, damn. Like. <laughs> but it's, it's so important that like people don't understand, like having amazing copy is what get people in and brings the people in. So, you know, I, I don't want people to get discouraged. Like, I feel like copywriting is definitely something you should learn and study. It's something that you're going to be a lifelong student of, right. you know, like marketing, marketing, just telling people what you do, how you can help them, right? Sales is, okay, convincing people to work with you. Customer experience is making sure that they feel just as excited about working with you as they did about talking to you in the beginning, right. you know? So, and then like copywriting, like, can you persuade people or get them connected with you or nurture them using your words? So, you know, it's, again, for people who don't feel like secure about their writing, like just start reading copywriting books, just start practice writing. And all of those like little t pieces of time you invest in it does help you make, does help make you better. And like, I remember doing launches, like I would review the copy because I studied so much. I knew the fundamentals of where things should be and like how okay. things should be worded. So even though I wasn't writing copy, I could review the sales page and be like, ah, we got to fix some things here. Like we need to change this, put this above the fold. We should try this color. Like, I don't like to do red buttons. We should do a color that's like green, blue, purple, whatever the case may be. Uh, we need to have like a FAQ section. We need to have more testimonials throughout. So 
again, even though like if you don't use it, you can still use it if that makes sense. Uh, what else? Oh, but again, don't let that discourage you. Like an easy way to get you know, copy ideas and just to figure out how to speak your client's language is have a welcome series with your uh, newsletter, your email list. And like that last email, just let it say something like, you know, hey, I want to create a bunch of new con uh, content, but I want to make sure that it's, you know, content you care about and things that you need help with. Can you fill out this two question survey for me? And I'll make sure to you know, take your topic and create content around it. And then I'll email my list when it's ready. And so it just says like, what's the number one thing you struggle with? And then I think the next question I have is like, what industry you're in, you know? And so I literally have a Google sheet of like 400 responses of things that people need help with and are struggling with. So it's like, there, for me, it's like, I'm, I never run out of content and things to talk about. I just have to look at that list and, you know, people, people will fill it out. And it seems small. Like my list has maybe, I think we're at 5,300. Wow. So I think that's like 7% of people filled it out, but that's 400 responses. I could talk about one, I could pull one of those topics every day for over a year and have something new to talk about. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So for the people that want to take advantage of your program, how do they get started? They can just go to allergic to hourly.com and allergic to hourly.com. Everything is on there. You have to apply to learn more about the program. I want to make sure if it's a fit, if it's not a fit, don't take it personal because I'm going to send you referrals for something that's a better fit that's and amazing. links to resources and stuff. So like, don't get mad. Don't take it personal. You know, and then for the people who I think like I can 1000% help, <clears throat> I send you a video which explains what my methodology, my framework, how the program works, how long it is, what it costs, all of that. And then if you have questions, you can DM me for sure. Absolutely. And I know you were having some free training that you were promoting. Did, did that already pass? Uh, it, it's not live anymore, but we have a replay of it. So uh, if you go to either of the links in my bios, on okay. this account or Twitter, um, you'll see like free five systems training and one of the buttons. Just click that. It'll take you right to it. You put your email in. I'll email you the link on the thank you page. It's also there as well. And you can just watch it right away. And I think it's the five systems you need to grow your service business. Nice, nice. And um, before, you know, before I let you go, one of the questions that I like to ask, you know, all the guests on my show when they come on is the question, um, what, what does success mean to you? I know you're very successful, but I know you're not content with the level of success you received. Right, I don't think successful at all. <laughs> <laughs> you don't think you're successful at all? Okay, what's your you definition know, of success? So... I feel like it's two phases for me. It's the first goal was like, wake up whenever I want, do whatever I want, say whatever I want and still make, you know, a good amount of money. So I hit that first level, but like, I feel like I haven't touched my impact level. Right. So like, I want to do more as far as like having impact and like, I'm really big on like going to underserved communities and like yeah. elementary and um, preschools and like making sure like those kids have access to tech and resources that, you know, we're doing what we can to stop them living in food deserts and build community gardens and make sure there's housing and classes and like financial literacy. Like that's what I want to put my money towards and have, you know, swing my, my influence towards. Those are the things that matter to me because 
I, it wasn't until college where like I took a sociology class by accident. You know, I, I was too late for another class, so they stuck me in the sociology class. And I actually got to see data behind like, damn, when they, when schools like punish black children, especially black boys, they're X times more likely to end up in the school to prison pipeline and in jail. And so something that a white kid gets in trouble for, he may get like timeout or suspended, but they're more, they're more like, they're more likely to expel the black child. Absolutely. Put them in an alternative school. And then that starts the mindset of like, I'm no good. I'm a troublemaker. And then they end up in and out of jail and then their families are disrupted. So I, you know, I have a soft spot for like the preschool and the elementary students and making sure they're being treated well and have access to resources and information so that we can stop that. There's yeah. a huge issue with that in our community. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I definitely agree. I definitely agree. And thank you so much for that answer. I see, I see another goat in here saying that RV is a goat shot. And I, so, I don't know yeah, if you want to do this, but like I'm, ha I'm happy to answer some questions if anybody has them. Who's absolutely, on absolutely, absolutely. Anybody have any questions that they want to ask? Ari's literally one of the most genuine people that I know. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> oh, thank you, Dan. That's my old assistant. He's killing it now. Shout out to her. A lot of people calling you a goat. I know you have a podcast as well. Can you tell a little bit about the podcast that you have? Oh, yeah. So we have the Four Goats and a Mic podcast with Absolutely. my really good friends, probably like some of my best friends now, Bees, Tara, Jasmine. And it's just, you know, four Black women, all different backgrounds, all different shades, just talking about business, talking shit, and just about like our experiences and opinions. Um, and like, we don't filter much. <laughs> we just Sometimes you can't put a filter on it. You just got to let it go. We hop on and we talk shit, and I think it's that it's that awareness piece of like, did y'all know about this? Did you know we can yeah. do this? And sometimes we bring on guests who are other, you know, black people in different industries doing really well. So yeah. you know, go check it out. It's it's a good show. Run season. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing to see you know people that look like you and sound like you you know doing amazing things and talking about these type of things because that rest that representation is very important. Yeah, absolutely. I. You know, uh, this has all been such a whole new world to me the last seven years. Like, I feel like my mind gets blown every couple of months with something new that I learn, especially from, like, our side of Twitter, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, as much yeah. hate as it gets and that, you know, as much shit people talk, like, there's been some incredible things to, like, come out of, like, this, you know, little community that we have. And, you know, I've seen... Now, I have to join that side. I wasn't on it before. I guess I was on Black Twitter. That was, like, finance Twitter. <laughs> I joined that side. I was like, whoa, nah. I followed everybody that I was following and started yeah. following everybody. I was like, yo, this this where the money at. This where the money reside. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen so much people make so much money within the last few months. Just, just like, like I've seen people run it up during a pandemic. Like, they were running it up more than I was, like, Buying houses, paid off their mom's house, bought their mom a car, uh, got a nice ring and proposed to their fiance, having babies and they're not stressed. Quitting you hear that, baby? I'm going to get job. you a ring. Huh? I was like, my girlfriend, I know she's watching. I said, you hear that? I'm going to learn and get you a ring. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. You know, quitting like their good ass job because their side stuff is taking off. Like, that. that's what I love to see. That's what I love to see and read is just saying like, damn, like, it's bad out here, but like people are really. 
You gotta follow the right people, man. Listen, you gotta listen to the right people. Stop wasting your time. You know, people are really winning out here and figuring out a way, but they're also sharing despite like all the hate and the bullshit. Like we're all just sharing, like, look, this is what I'm into, this is what I'm doing, you know. Take do with it, do with it what you want. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And for the people that you know, while we still have Arby on here, guys, if you have any questions, please feel free to drop your questions. She's willing to, you know, answer your questions. So please drop the questions. I see curate your timelines accordingly. Hell yeah. Unfollow all that negative bullshit. The people that's not making no money, not making you no money. They're just talking about people, but they ain't talking about money. Unfollow oh, I can't them. I can't stand the the celebrity talk, like the gossip shit. Like that's not my thing at all. Mm. So <laughs> I will definitely like mute somebody quick, like, oh who cares? I like that is not my thing. Let me see. All Let right, me see. I guess everyone's being shy. Everybody, they must all be making $10,000 a month <laughs> consistently. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, well, since if, no, if nobody, if nobody, if nobody, I'll ask a question. So, Ari, while I have you here, like, how, how can you grow your email list? For someone, you know, looking to grow their email list, like, what's some advice that you would give them? Oh, people overthink this shit, like, so bad. And, like, I had the most, like, trash-ass email sign-up form. I had no freebie or anything. It was literally, like, join my email list. I talk about, like, business systems and productivity. Click here to join. Like, that's all it said. Yeah. And, like, that email sign-up form still has the most sign-ups out of every anything I've ever put out. Like, it has thousands of sign-ups. So, you know, my thing was just, like, drop game on their head like mm. i challenge myself like give your best content out for free put your best out there for free and then end that thread or that live where i joined my email list and so once i like emptied my brain out of like everything i was holding you know all this information that i was going to turn into something one day it forced me to level up and get even better but it created room for like more ideas and things to come through so mm. you know i want to extend that challenge to everyone here is Give out your best for free. Show people how to do things. Show them how you're doing things. And I guarantee you're going to eat for a while. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have a few questions. Come, I'm go Sorry, go ahead. Um, you know, people always worry about like, oh, well, what if somebody steals from me? They steal my idea. They steal my process. Fucking let them. You publish first. And like, mm -hmm. if it's one thing, they might be better than you, but they can't be more consistent than you are. And mm -hmm. most people are not consistent, though. So. Let them have their 30 to 60 days of, like, trying it out, fall off, and look who's still here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We have a few questions coming in now. I see a question from Shop Gold in the brand, but just one second. Since we're talking about email lists, um, somebody's asking a question on Bad Girl Finances. How did you learn to nurture your email list? Never going to go back to Golden. I learned from on the job experience. So I got to I got to play with email lists that were like 5000 to like 300,000 in size. So I really got to see like how people were building their list and like how the health of that list was maintained throughout. And so I will say like the people who built their list off of like all these free webinars and shit their list started to deteriorate. Like the larger they got, the lower the open rate and deliverability got. So I'm very big on slow organic growth. And the way that my approach is, we do a lot of segmenting. 
to like tagging people based off of their interests and things that they click in they click on after you join my list and I deliver what you join for like the training the quiz results or your application mm -hmm. uh, you go through a welcome series to get to learn about me and then after that welcome series depending on like how you score different options you'll either go to the quiz the training or the application after that little funnel and you just move on to my weekly emails and my email signature has like calls to action in it where it's like apply take the quiz free training i'm always like reinforcing my main calls to action because people know what's up this isn't a list to just sit and bullshit on and like mm -hmm. flowers and daydream like I call together or we're not right so i'm gonna i'm gonna share and market and promote because i know my shit works and i know i can help you given the right condition. So I'm going to keep reminding you over and over again, like, this is what we do. This is what I have to offer you. And if you don't like it, that's cool. Just get the fuck off my list and like, see you on the timeline, you know? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I absolutely. I don't take it personal at all. Like, you know, I'm, I don't want to pay for somebody to be on my list who isn't going to take action with me. Like that's what social media is for. Not my email list. <laughs> Take the Twitter if you're not going to make no action. All <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so we have a question from Shop Gold and the Brand, and they're saying, who would you suggest for e-commerce-based brands to work with the girl? Sonia Tompkins, Sonia. Um, Caroline, and Treatsy. Caroline. So, Caroline. Yeah, I follow all three of them. So Sonia is S-O-N-J-A. If you just mm -hmm. look at who I follow and type in their names. Caroline's handle is C-V-R-L-N-E. And then Street C's is Street S-Y. So those three ladies, I know they have the e-commerce unlock. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. And for anybody that's tuning in, I'm going to save this live and repost it. So you definitely be able to catch up and get all this information. Um, Are you still able to take a few more questions? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Let's see, let's see. The next question is, I don't got my glasses on. I'll never wear my glasses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should, we, uh, should we launch a pre-sale before we start building the program? Only if should you're going to be honest about it with your audience and just say like, hey, this is the pre-sale. We're delivering the trainings live. This is our schedule for when we're going to start. These are like the days of the weeks, the time. You know, we'll meet via Zoom. The first part will be training. The last part will be Q&A. And then we'll put the replays in the members area. I'm always very, I don't want anyone to be surprised about moving. I would rather like be annoyed and tell you over and over again, like, we're delivering this live. <laughs> like you're, you're with allergic to hourly, my first group for September, they know what's up. I'm like, look, this is the cheapest it's ever going to be, but you're probably going to get like the most of my time because I'm testing the content on the group right, now right. one on one so there's gonna be tweaks there's gonna be tech shit going on like but you know y'all are gonna have a great experience i'm gonna take care of you but like it's an exchange for going through the bumps the bumps and bruises of a pilot tag nice 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 oh by the way golden somebody actually shout out to i got my glasses on uh crystal perkins shout out to crystal perkins oh, hey, names. She put those at names in there for you. Thank and my you last so question for you, Ari, yeah. uh, I know you answered my question about, you know, what success means to you. And you talked about you, you're not, you don't think you're successful yet. So where do you see yourself in the next five years? I know you probably hear that question a lot, blah, blah, blah. But 
Where do you see Ari Hale in the next five years? What do you want to be doing? I better be married or pregnant. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to be, like, married and, like, on my, like, second or third kid, you know, whatever the case may be. But, like, I, I'm just at a point where it's, like, the business stuff is cool, but, like, I'm a family person. I'm yeah, maternal naturally. And, like, I just want to have, like, my little family, my kids, and you know, I'll probably, like, scale my business stuff down a little bit or sell it and then just really work with, like, my husband to work together on something and, you know, build our wealth that way. And I also, like, I'm a nerd. So I also, like, I'm I'm, I'm a nerd and I love history. And so, like, I want to take on projects like getting, like, our family history archived and, like, having, like, processes and stuff and, like, internal education set up for our family and passing along like our family history and knowledge and making sure like we're having family reunions and like I want to host the holiday parties and the birthday parties I want us to have like that big house you know the memories of the things that we hosted and were able to do so but I'm gonna be 32 in March so you know like 32 nah yeah yeah I'll be 32 in March so I'm just I'm feeling more of a pool of like oh I'm, I'm ready to be like a wife and you know just have yeah. my big family that i've always wanted that's beautiful though that means you know no matter even though you you know you love work and everything is like yeah you know family is important so that's amazing yeah i love i don't get me wrong like i love business i love work like i love what i do but like yeah. I'm, I'm always gonna be like a mom first and you know have that maternal side and so i want to put like I want to put my effort into something that, like, I'm helping my husband build and grow for, like, our legacy and to pass down, you know? And I don't necessarily know that it's allergic to hourly. If it is, cool. But, you know, if not, I want to, you know, just support my husband and our family operations. Damn, that's amazing. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful answer. That's Thank a beautiful you. answer. Your son, that would be, your like, son for me. That's why I'm like, you know what? I could die happy now. You know, like, yeah. I did this part, like... I'm I'm cool. I'm good. I'm happy. Ari's an amazing coach. Absolutely. Your son your son is blessed. Your son your son seems like he has a, an amazing mom with a great head on her on her shoulders. So that's, that's amazing. His whole fucking life is Christmas, man. He doesn't know how good he has it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think I read a tweet where you were saying like he was learning like several languages at one time or something like that. I would speak to him in English, but he had a nanny. My mo- my mom's from Brazil. So whenever my mom had him or we had the nanny come, I said, like, only talk to him in Portuguese. And then my grandmother helps me with him, and he has another Brazilian nanny now, and so they talk to him in Portuguese also. He doesn't speak it or anything, but, like, certain words he'll, like, he'll say kind of funny with an accent. (laughs) But, you know, I I definitely want to learn Portuguese. I want to teach him so, you know, he can speak Portuguese as well. Uh, But, you know, yeah. Well, one quick question. Can I ask you one quick question? Yeah. You were talking about your son. Um, is your son is your son going to be homeschooled or are you going to put him in public school? Oh, God. Like, I was really pro-homeschool until, like, I had to homeschool. Now I'm like, fuck, you might go to public school. <laughs> you drive me fucking crazy. <laughs> like, say the fucking letter. <laughs> I know you know it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know yet. I don't know. He's very attached to me. He's always been with me. You know, yeah. we've done like very part-time daycare, um, but he's mostly just been like my ride or die little buddy at my side. And so I mentioned school and he's like, no, I'm not going to school. I'm staying home with you. But, you know, I want him to like, 
you know, make friends and it yeah, was a little hard with the pandemic because he could have started sports this year. But uh, like, I'm, just, I'm not willing to risk it yet. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what goes on with the pandemic and like how he's doing. I I, I wish he would like want to go to school and like asking for it because I would put his ass in like next week. <laughs> you know? We'll see. If, I might hire a tutor and just have him come work with a tutor for you know a couple hours each day and stuff. But I don't know. We'll see. He's on a handful. We'll see. Oh, man. But Ari, man, it's been a pleasure. I just want to say thank you so much for providing value, sitting down with me, talking. You know, it's it's 9.51 my time, so I'm not, I'm not sure where you are, man. But thank you so much for, you know, providing value. You dropped a lot of gems, and I'm thank grateful for that. Thank you for having that, me. Thank you so no, much. No, and absolutely. I, I, the, the chat stopped for me at some point, so I couldn't see anybody's comments, but just thanks, everybody, for coming on and hanging out with me. It's a lot of people saying that Ari is the GOAT. Ari is an amazing <laughs> coach. You know, listen to Ari. Ari. So for anybody that's watching this, man, Ari Ari's the GOAT, man. I want to subscribe to her email list, join her coaching program, follow her on Twitter. She is very entertaining. She's not hey, talking about business. Let me warn you. Don't start no shit with me on Twitter, okay? That is like, I shit posts all the time. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> She's very in. entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, but no, seriously, Ari, man, I just want to say thank you so much. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's very entertaining. Nothing but laughter and gems, man. So thank you so much for that. Thank you for having me. Thank you, buddy. Good night. Absolutely. Good night to you, too. Thank Bye. you. Guys, and we have it. That's another episode, the sixth episode of the Fly on the Wall show starring... Ari Hale, as you can see by the comments, she's the GOAT. She's one of the best marketing business coaches out here. If you haven't tapped in, you're going to want to tap in. Follow her on Twitter, Allergic to Hourly Shop. Follow her on Instagram. Subscribe to her email list. Visit her website. Tap into her coaching program. She will change your life. If you're not making $10,000 a month, tap in and you will be. I promise you that. And so I just want to say thank you again to everybody that tuned in. And if you didn't you know, see the beginning of the show, I'm going to save this and post it so you can catch up. So, And also, I just want to say thank you to my sponsor, Denzel Rodriguez. It's me, your boy, J.R. Lee. Until next time, peace.